Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Amen. Amen. Y'all ready for the word tonight? Amen. Tonight we're going to talk about, we're going to just go, go ahead and jump right in. We're going to be talking about uh, winning against all odds. Listen, if you, um, you should have notes. If you don't have notes and you need one, you weren't able to grab one coming in, just lift your hand and our ushers will make sure that you get one. We encourage note taking. We encourage uh, you writing down because we know that as we write things down, you're able to retain a whole lot more. I don't know the accurate numbers right now, so I'm not gonna throw any out. (laughs) But you retain a whole lot more when you physically write things down. And you may feel that, you you know, the notes aren't for me. You know, I take my own notes. That's perfectly fine. We, as long as you take notes, you have something that you can uh, refer back to throughout the week. Amen? How many of you know that Sunday and Wednesday is just not enough? It's not enough for you to just feed on Sunday and Wednesday. You have to have your own personal time where you are studying your word, where you are praying, where you're seeking God for direction. And if the only time that you feel your spirit is on Sunday and on Wednesday, can I tell you that you are in trouble? Because what happens in our lives is that when we live life, when we go, and we're gonna talk about you know, winning battles and different things tonight, but when we encounter a battle, a life uh, situation, some, something that happens in our life, what happens is, is our spirit man is depleted. We begin to give of our spirit man. It's just like a bank account. Now you can withdraw money from your bank and keep withdrawing and keep withdrawing, but at some point in time, pause for effect. At some point in time, that money's gonna dry up. It is the same way with your spirit man. If you're not depositing into your spirit man, and the only thing you're doing is withdrawing and withdrawing and withdrawing, at some point in time, you are going to dry up. You're going to get to a place where you give up, where you quit, because you just don't have it anymore. Amen? So, to kind of set the mood, if you will, in talking about winning against all odds, I asked our production team to uh, get something prepared for me, and uh, whenever you're ready, production team, you can go ahead and... Can y'all hear that? Come on. Don't act like you don't know that song. I know we're in church, but come on. Y'all ain't been saved your whole life. Listen to those words. I'm not going to sing it. No time for losers. Cut that. We are the champions. Y'all remember that song? Come on, it probably takes your mind all the way back to that time in your life when that song came out. We are the champions. See, and I asked them to put that song 
to play that song for a specific reason. Because I want you to know, if you, when you leave today, if you don't take anything from what I say today, I want you to take the fact that you are a champion. That you are a winner. That you're not a quitter, but you are a winner. And sometimes we have gone through our lives and we've never heard that. We've always heard, you're not good enough. You'll never be anything. You're not gonna amount to anything. Some of us may have heard, you're gonna be just like your dad, or just like your mom. But can I tell you today that you are a winner. You are a champion. In fact, I want you to say that with me. Say, I am a winner. Close your eyes and say it one more time. I want you to think about a situation that may arise in your, that has arisen in your life, a life situation, circumstance, mountain, obstacle, and I want you to look at that and say, I am a winner. Say it one more time. I am a winner. Sometimes that's what we have to do through our life. Because the world and life situations will speak to us that, listen, you're not gonna beat this thing. You can't overcome this. Do you see how big that is? But you look at it in the face and you say, I am a winner. I am an overcomer. The Bible tells me I am more than a conqueror. That's who you are. That's who you are. Father, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the assurance in your word that we are more than conquerors. That whatever we face in our life, there is nothing that is too hard for us to overcome. As long as we have you by our side and inside of us, we will never, ever lose. In Jesus' name, everybody say it. That's a strong statement there. That I will never, ever lose. But can I tell you that that's what the Bible says about you? You're not a loser. You're a winner, you're a champion, you're an overcomer. Anybody feel a little overwhelmed right now? That brother's hand shot up. I feel you, brother. You feel like life is overwhelming you. You feel like it's just blow after blow. It's like every time you you feel like, okay, I can take a breath. Boom, here comes another blow. Anybody feeling that? You're a champion. You're a winner. Ephesians 6, verse 10 through 11 in the Amplified says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered 
through your union with him. Paul is telling us to be strong, how? In the Lord. Not in your own strength, not in your own ability, but be strong in the Lord. And he says be empowered through your union with him. Being united with Christ, be empowered through that union. Draw your strength from him. That strength which his boundless might provides. Put on God's whole armor, the armor of a heavy-armed soldier, which God supplies that you may be able successfully, underline that, to stand up against all, say all, the strategies and the deceits of the devil. Say I'm a winner. Can I tell you that as long as you have breath in your body, you've got a chance to win. It's not over until the lady sings. I won't say the, what kind of lady. <laughs> it's not over till it's over. It's not over till the clock hits zero. And the moment you stop breathing is when your clock hits zero. If you are still breathing, there is still time left on that clock. I said a couple weeks ago, I'm a Michigan State fan, Michigan State Spartans. Woo, go green, go white. No applause there, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And about two weeks ago, Michigan State, we played our rivals, the University of Michigan. Huge game, it's always a big game. And towards the end of the game, Michigan was leading. In fact, with 10 seconds left, Michigan was ahead. And all across the sideline, you can see those Michigan fans, and Michigan fans, if you're watching, I'm sorry. If you're in here, I'm sorry. But you can see those fans cheering. You can see the team. They were like, we got this game in the bag. It's over. And I put on Facebook, before the end of the game, I said, it's not over until the clock hits zero. I could show you on my Facebook when I said it. Sure enough, the ball is hiked. The punter fumbles the ball, drops it, picks it up, tries to kick it and throws it right into the arms of a Michigan State player who runs for a touchdown as time expires and Michigan State won the game. It's not over until the clock hits zero. And in your life, again, you have breath in your body. It's not over. The clock has not hit zero. Say, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. We see throughout the Bible where 
the odds are stacked up against someone in the Bible. All throughout scripture, David and Goliath, would you agree that the odds were stacked up against David? The real story of David and Goliath is not a story of David, it's not even a story of Goliath. It's a story of a God who wins against all odds. This giant, anybody remember Yao Ming played in the NBA for? Yao Ming was about seven foot six, seven foot seven, very tall. Goliath had at least two feet on him. (laughs) At least. He was over nine feet tall. Combine LeBron and Shaq together. That's how big he was. Let me make it a little bit more plain. It's like a semi-truck against a smart car. You get it now. The odds were stacked against David. Abraham and Sarah. The Bible says that they are well beyond the age of having children. Do you agree that the odds were stacked against them? If you know the end of the story, David won, Abraham and Sarah, they won. And so just in that, God's record right there is two and oh. Let's, let's look at the, the, the most well-known victory in our history, the children of Israel, the exodus of Egypt. A large body of water in front of them. Hundreds of thousands of men behind them. Would you agree that the odds were stacked against them? And this 80-year-old man (laughs) with absolutely no weapons, only thing he had was a stick. I know the Bible calls it a rod, but I'm going to call it a stick, a branch. The only weapon he had was a stick. Facing the mightiest army at that time. We know the end of that story. God, three. The odds, zero. And the same God that won all of those victories then is the same God that has won the victory for you. And I said that in past tense for a reason. He's already won the victory for you. Now I don't have time to tell you about all the stories in the Bible, just in Joshua and and Judges alone, of how God 
won the victory over the enemies of, of Israel. But they're in there. So <laughs> you can go back and read them. Joshua and Judges. But for this scripture, we're talking about winning against all odds. And I want to focus on verse 11 really quick where Paul tells us to put on God's whole armor. Paul is telling us, listen, there is something that you have to do. You aren't just gonna wake up and the armor's gonna be on. You've got to put the armor on. The armor of a heavy armed soldier which God supplies. And then Paul says, and when you have succeeded in putting the armor on, it will give you the ability to successfully stand against, and for the purpose of this message, we're gonna say all the odds. All the strategies and deceits of the devil, but you have to put the armor on. And as you read through the rest of these scriptures, I was tasked by my mentor I made a, a comment and I said that God is fighting for us. And my mentor said, hey, I want you to look at that. And I want you to see if God is really fighting for us. Let me know what you find. And I know my mentor is watching. So I'm gonna say that I found that God is no longer fighting for us. Whoa. but the victory is already won. Now, if this was Old Testament times, you see God fighting for the children of Israel, fighting for his people. And then Jesus walked on the scene and made it so that we already have the victory. He said, it is finished. There's no more fighting that you have to do. And if you read through the scripture, you'll see that Paul, as he goes through the armor, he never says, fight. When he puts, says, put on the armor, he says, stand. And then, having done all to stand, stand. He didn't say, fight. Well, why would Paul say that if there was still some fighting that we had to do? because God had already won the victory. And so often, we see losses adding up in our columns more than we see wins because we are trying to do the fighting. But Paul is telling us, listen, the only thing you have to do is put the armor on, and then you stand knowing that you have the victory. But a lot of times we see our battles and we see life situations, situations in front of us and they seem to be more real. This leads me to my first point, that the victory you have is more of a reality than the battle you may face. You've already got the victory. People of God, you already have the victory, say, I'm a winner, I'm a champion. I'm gonna have you say that so much before the end of this service. <laughs> You're gonna start believing it. 
2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 in the Amplified. It says, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumph. And I love the Amplified on this verse, and it says, as trophies of Christ's victory. And I read that and I said, wow. So basically, God, what you're doing is you're parading us around trophies of victory. You are a trophy of God's victory. Y'all remember when uh, Spurs won the championship a few years back? Of course you remember that. But the parade that they have down on the river walk, and what are they carrying around in that parade? That trophy. Now imagine you, and what this scripture says is God parades you around like that trophy. That victory. He leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory. But the determining factor of your victory, point number one, is not your emotions. It is what's inside of you. And a lot of times we allow our emotions, what we feel, to dictate whether we're gonna win or not. I'm hurting. I'm in pain. I'm stressed. I'm worried. <laughs> when I say something really quick, I want you to look to your neighbor and say, Grow up. <laughs> Yikes. It's a pretty strong one. But at some point in time, you've got to grow up. There's nothing wrong with crying. There's nothing wrong with having your moment. There is something wrong with staying there. The determining factor of your victory is not your emotions, it's what's on the inside of you. I think I read in the scripture somewhere that greater is he who is than he that is in the world. The greater one is on the inside of you, people of God. Say, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. I got this quote from a movie. It says, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog or in the person. It's not about the size of the obstacle. It's not about the size of the situation, but it's about the size of the fight that you have on the inside of you. That will, that desire to keep pushing, to keep going, to never give up. That's what it's about. Remember this, you are a winner even when your circumstances do not agree. Say, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. How many of you know that life delivers some hard blows? 
Life delivers some hard blows. Just to wake some of you up, I got another song that I want you to hear really quick. Production team, go ahead and... Y'all hear that? Kind of makes you want to... Everybody knows what that is. Iconic. Eye of the tiger. You can cut it. Rocky Balboa. The Italian stallion. There was one thing about Rocky, and I love that, that series. I love it. I love it. But there was one thing about Rocky that you see throughout all of those movies, and just think back over all of them. In every single fight that Rocky had, he was never expected to win. The odds were always stacked up against him. But somehow, with bloody eyes, broken noses, broken ribs, Rocky always came out on top. Because Rocky realized something. And in fact, Rocky realized that it's not about the size of the dog. It's about the size of the fight in the dog. And what you will see is you'll see Rocky, which is our next point, keep moving forward. No matter what was thrown at him, Rocky kept moving forward. When I was preparing this message, I remembered a quote that Rocky said, and I had to, uh, the team to put it up, it's not in your notes. He says, the world ain't, and, and, and this is bad English, of course, I'm not gonna do it in the punch drunk Italian, uh, yeah. No, <laughs> no peer pressure. <laughs> the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently. But I like what he said next, if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Very profound. That's how winning is done. The doctor said you have cancer, but you keep moving forward. Problems in your marriage, you keep moving forward. Finances don't seem to be adding up, but you keep moving forward. Children acting crazy, 
but you keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. That's how you win against all the odds. That's how Rocky won every single fight. Even if he did lose, he still won. Because he kept moving forward. Say, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. One thing I found is that winners always find a way to win. One of my good friends, my best friends, he made this quote. I don't know if he made, made it up or if, if uh, he read it somewhere else or something. But he said, losers always find a way to lose. Think about it. Losers always have excuses. They always have something, some reason why they don't win. And the crazy thing is, it's never them. (laughs) It's always somebody else. But winners always find a way to win. They always keep moving forward. Say, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. And as a winner, you have to understand is that, letter C, you have to trust in God's abilities and not your own. You have to trust in God's abilities and not your own. Scripture says to trust in the Lord with all your heart Lean not to your own understanding or your own abilities, but in everything you do, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And then what happens? He directs your path. But he only directs your path when you trust in him. You trust in his abilities. But the moment you try to put your hands on, God's gonna do this. Trust in God's abilities and not your own. Psalm chapter 20 verse seven in the NIV says, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Say, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. Don't depend or don't spend your days and nights trying to figure out what you can do on your own to work it out. Let me let you in on a little secret. If you could work it out, you already would have. Let me say it on this side. If you could work it out, you already would have. Trust in God's abilities and not your own. And what you'll find when you trust in God's abilities and not your own is that nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Luke chapter 1, 37 in the Amplified says, for with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Impossible is not 
in God's dictionary. It's not in his vocabulary. So take it out of yours. Stop looking at situations and thinking they're impossible. It's not in God's vocabulary. It's not in his dictionary. Take it out of yours. All things are possible to him who believes. Letter E. When you're fighting, when you're, you're, you're up against all odds and you're trying to win, you have to be careful of the company that you keep. You gotta be careful of your environment, of the people that you have surrounding you. And I put a reference there of Judges chapter seven. Read that, it's really good. It's about a man named Gideon. And if you know the story of Gideon, number one, Gideon was afraid to begin with. (laughs) And then number two, he had this big, large army. And God said, so what I'm gonna do, that, that army's too big, you got too many people with you. And through a series of tests, a series of things that God did, he dwindled that number all the way down to 300. But the amazing thing that I saw in that was that God didn't take them and kill them or cut them off. What he said to Gideon was, send them back home. So what does that mean? Does that mean that they're cut off completely? No, you'll get back to them. But for what you're going through right now, for the situation in your life, you gotta send them back home. You can't surround yourself around them now because what you'll find is that everyone can't go into every phase or season of life with you. They can't. Everyone can't walk through every phase or season of life with you. Sometimes, I don't cut people off, but sometimes you've got to alter the relationship. (laughs) That's what I call it. You'll never find me cutting people off because that's not in the Bible. God doesn't ask us to do that because we're ministers of reconciliation. So we never cut people off, but sometimes you've got to alter the relationship. I can't be as close to you as I was. I need positivity right now. You're bringing in a lot of negative vibes this way. Sometimes it's not a negative thing. Sometimes it's just a season and phase of life. And they can't walk through it with you. But don't be upset, number two. If, or should I say when, God changes your circle. Don't be upset if God starts to change your circle. The same people that used to hang around and used to be around, you're not around them anymore. God's changing your circle. Don't be upset. It's for a reason. It's for a purpose. Lastly, what you need to know in winning against all odds 
is that you have to renew your mind. Romans 12, one through two says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. Underline that. By changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Can I tell you that you will never know that you are a winner or that you are a champion until you know how God sees you. Till you know his will, till you know his word, you will never be able to say and truly believe that I'm a winner, I'm a champion. But when you get in the word, when you dive, when you dig into the word, spend time with God outside of Sundays, outside of Wednesdays, for yourself, your mind begins to be renewed. You begin to be changed. You become a new person. The battle in the Old Testament was in the natural. The battle that we face now is right here. What are you thinking? What are you thinking about yourself? Are you thinking that you're a loser? That you can't win? Or are you telling yourself in your mind and changing who you are by saying, I'm a winner? I'm a champion. Your mind is the control center of your life. It's where everything happens. It's where everything happens. For the sake of time, move a little bit further, or move quickly. Number two, that renewing process of your mind, this is not merely learning the word, but it is practicing it, applying it. Blessed are the doers of the word and not hearers only. Because the word says if you're just a hearer only and you're not a doer, the Bible says, I didn't say it, it's not my opinion, the Bible says you'll deceive your own self. You won't need the enemy. You won't need anybody else. If you're just a hearer of the word and not a doer, you'll deceive your own self. So it's not about merely learning the word, but it's about practicing it. As the worship team comes up, number three, being a living sacrifice entails not allowing yourself to imitate and submit to the world's way of doing things, but to cooperate with God in transforming yourself into the image of Christ. Say, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. Remember this. When you have an intimate knowledge, a knowing 
of the Father and of the fact that he loves you, nothing will be too hard for you to overcome. When you come to the realization of who your father is and how much he loves you, there is nothing in life, say nothing, nothing in life will be too hard for you to overcome. Pastor Dave, you don't know what I'm going through right now. You don't know the life situations that are happening. You don't know how bad my marriage is. You don't know what the doctor said about my body, about what's happening to me. You don't know. Hey, but God knows. And when you know how much he loves you, then you will understand and you will recognize that nothing is impossible for you to overcome. Say, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. Jesus. Come on, say it again. Say, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. Doesn't matter what you're going through in your life right now. Doesn't matter how long it's lasted, how hard it may be, how impossible it may seem. You're an overcomer. You're a winner. You're a champion. Say, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.